Hello, Shamai. Welcome to the Run Wales podcast, a podcast to hopefully inspire, encourage and support social running. You don't have to be a runner to listen to this. In fact, the whole series has been tailored to get people out running. But in the same breath, it'll hopefully be an exciting listen if you're already out there. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at Iron Wales. And if you're looking for a running group or more information, do pop by our website, which is also at Iron Wales. Happy running! This week's episode, Hannah and Chris are joined by the lovely Rian Mannins to talk all things grief, the spirit of London, and her charity to wish upon a star. It's a really lovely, emotive listen, and we hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the next episode of the Run Wales podcast. I'm joined, as ever, by Hannah Phillips. Hannah, how are you? Oh, I'm good. No rock. You didn't call me the rock. The rock's gone this week. Good. Thank you. I'm grateful. How are Han- you? Han- I'm super excited about the, uh, the the next 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, what have we got coming up? We have Rian Mannings with us today from To Wish Upon a Star. Rian, welcome. Thanks for coming along. Oh, thanks for having me both. Lovely to see you. Absolute Great pleasure. stuff. So, I... I've just been explaining to Chris because we do a little debrief before we start these things yeah. and I was explaining to Chris that you came to the forefront of the running community with Mind Over Marathon wasn't it that's fair to say that's right yeah so tell us a little bit about Mind Over Marathon for those people that might not have seen it or heard of it or not no concept of it so I saw an advert on Facebook looking for people across the UK who were open about their mental health and maybe struggling with their mental health so I sent a letter in explaining my background and that I was struggling with anxiety and was suffering with PTSD. And the next thing I knew, which I didn't think I would, um, I had someone contact me, came and interviewed me, and I was selected to be part of the programme Mind of a Marathon. And the idea was um, to get us all to run the London Marathon at the end of a sort of 12-week training sessions but really it was all about exploring ourselves understanding our mental health and seeing if there was a relationship between running and mental health and potentially an improvement in our mental health excellent and were you so just were you a runner at that time had you done some running no. what, was, what, was your, what was your background now I'll, I'll tell you now i was a PE teacher do not be fooled i wasn't <laughs> a fit uh, athlete um, and yeah i've done some 10ks a few 10ks since um i lost my husband and my son but nothing serious um, but this was a complete, like a massive step in a completely different direction, really. Mm. So you just thought we'd just have a crack at a marathon? And, and <laughs> yeah, and what was really funny about the programme was that it was taking people who suffered with anxiety and throwing them onto <laughs> national yeah. BBC TV to run one of the you know, most amazing events in the world. So, uh, but it was incredible, absolutely incredible. I- not to divert it. Um, I'm reading Jake Tyler's book at the moment. So yes. Jake Tyler was one of your teammates yes. with me. Now. So when you just said then that they literally threw us into a room and put it on TV, they did do that, well, didn't they? They literally <laughs> did that. And then Nick Knowles hosted it. He walked in um, and we all just got chatting. And it was really hard, but actually it worked. And yeah. like Jake and the rest of the gang were all very much in touch. WhatsApp group. We still all have ups and downs. We all chat about running but more importantly how we're doing and Nick's part of that and we've become a really you know we hold 
you've got something such in common that it'll never go really yeah I think that's a lot uh, you know there's a lot to be said about that for a lot of runners isn't it? and yeah. I, like, I was saying to Chris as well about like a lot of runners start because they've signed up for something like yeah. this don't they? and I think that's an avenue we haven't looked at as a provider you know that some people are just literally thrown into these things where they go I'm going to run London Marathon and now you have to raise money for the charity and yeah. and so that comes hand in hand with you with a lot of things doesn't it so as I said like talk about your background tell us a little bit more about you just said you lost your husband and your son yeah. um and I know from the, the the back of that sort of thing the charity was born wasn't it do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, so back in 2012, our youngest son, George, he was one. He died very suddenly. Um, as a family, we did feel very sort of abandoned at the time. There was very little support available for us. And five days after losing George, my husband, Paul, took his own life. Um, I had a two and a three-year-old as well at the time. So life was very, very hard. Um, I obviously suffered with my mental health. And to be honest, I... I know my world came crashing down um I did try and go back to work I was teaching at the time but I just decided that this must have happened to me for a reason really and so I decided to set up a a charity but it wasn't at the time just a little something but I hadn't realized I had identified something that that was needed so desperately needed desperately needed very little like it across the UK really so I set up to wish upon a star to support families who are bereaved and lose a child or young adults suddenly and under sudden circumstances so that was my life then took a completely different direction and uh yeah just been an incredible journey a very difficult journey but one that has really made me a better person and one that I've I've really sort of taken a lot from yeah I've seen um I've seen lots of stuff that you do um and more recently I've seen an uh, I'm like a Oh, it was an article, obviously, but they're online now. I felt a bit old then, article. Um, I think it was the South Wales Argos and the people had um, got in touch to say that your charity... But obviously, I know your charity through Rian Manning's The Runner. Mm-hmm. And then I seen this charity and, like, what you're doing and things and, like, how it had changed their life. And it was phenomenal. So I think what you're doing is absolutely oh, amazing. I think to do all that and run and train for a marathon... Mm, yes. ...is mental. <laughs> <laughs> so... It, it, does, it does show you about running and not not just running and i'm sure there's I'm sure there's other sports we're a bit biased on this on this <laughs> yeah that's fine yeah. Running, it, it, it really is a community and like i say bringing people together and i like, yeah. talked about that ongoing support that you yeah. had from from that it, it, what was what has running done for you uh you know running and other activities you know have brought communities together friendships together and it's been a real sort of tool for me with with regard to my grief and and that time out you know so i spent a lot of time walking, running on my own. I Because I had suffered with PTSD, I did struggle to run on my own. That was a big issue of mine when I started the Mind Over Marathon programme. I was always worried that something would happen to me. Mm. Um, but by building up my confidence, it was something I started doing, just taking every step as I could, really. And um, it's just it's just clears my mind. I've made incredible friends. We've had so much fun. And I know my, hus- my, my late husband, Paul, if he could see me now, would think I was... I was crackers because I've always been a positive person, but my way of, of dealing with my loss has been to do positive things, to make a difference to others and to live life to the full. Yeah, you, you must be massively proud of that, though, in terms of everything that you've done over, the, over recent years. Yeah, you know, often people ask me that, but it's been just second nature for me. I, I didn't plan this route, and mm. every day I'm looking for a new challenge, whatever it is, because it's just my way of dealing with what I've been through. But um, when I get um, emails from families we've supported, see articles that 
we've helped them, then, you know, it's lovely to see my boy's legacy live on and, and knowing that we're helping is, is amazing. No. So what, what, are the, what are the future challenges, future events? Because Hannah talks about events as a catalyst sometimes. And I often, I often think about events. Sometimes you get thrown into it. You, yeah. you've, got, you've got to focus and actually do an yeah. event. Or sometimes people come in, not necessarily marathon, but come into the odd 10K, the odd charity event, a little bit late and then they do it. But then that's the catalyst for them to Absolutely. get further involved and, and, yeah. and do, do more and more charity work, etc. I never had time for charity work before. You know, I lived in this bubble and it never happened to you. All of these things yeah. that are happening in the world, which is does change perspective when you go through something difficult. But um, I'm addicted now, not necessarily to running. And I'm not a great runner. You know, I can run. I am stubborn and I'm very determined. And that gets me around the... You know, I've done the marathon twice. Um, and I'm not super, super duper fit. I'm just very determined. And a lot of it is in the mind. You get out, you just do what you can. Um, so, yeah, lots coming up. I'm doing Kilimanjaro in February. It's Ooh. 10 years next year since the boys died. Jumping out of a plane, which I won't even talk about that. I'm in total denial. Um, and I'm doing the London Marathon again in October. So, yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe we get you back after the plane and say, what was most terrifying? Stand on the start line of a marathon for the first time. It'll or, definitely or, jump out of a plane. On, on, on the edge of a... Uh... I'm petrified of flying. So I'm going to be petrified before I even jump out. So, um, oh. yeah. But you know what? Wait, Paul can't ever do any of these things. Yeah. So I've got to yeah. make sure I live life and uh, explore and do what I can. Yeah. The heart rate might be elevated for, uh, oh, for, yes. for a few moments at least. I think so. I've got a little tip about this. Now, I've what? never done this about like oh, randomly please. about throwing yourself out of a plane. Okay. So Scott did it and we had like the full day in Swansea Airport yeah. because you've got to get all the conditions have got to be right. And he went last in the plane and statistically they are more likely to fail because you've watched everybody else jump out. So don't go last. Thanks, Hannah. Go first. Yeah, I'll remember that. <laughs> I'm sure There's 22 that... of us doing it, so I'll make sure yeah. I'm not number 22. I'm sure that helps. <laughs> Be number two or three, maybe. A, yeah. a... So, with that in mind, talk about mindset. Also, I was telling Chris, I saw you speak at Ali Mahoney, I think, mm-hmm. sports event. Mm-hmm. The It was mind, Marathon Mindset, wasn't yeah. it? And it was all geared up to telling people how to train, how to get your mind trained ready for the marathon, wasn't yeah. it? Can you tell us a little bit about that? I know it was a while ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, do you know what, I, if any of my friends are listening to this, they'll be laughing because I don't train physically very often for these things. I yeah. try and wing it, but now I'm getting older, I think I do have to start training. It does help. <laughs> um, but really, it's just to be, just to be positive. Um, I always look at it, I just don't want to stop and I don't want to drop out of something. Even if I will finish it however I finish it. Yeah. It doesn't matter mm. your time. Mm. It doesn't matter about anything else just do yourself proud it's you know just get out there and try and enjoy it do you know i i think talking about mindset as well and you've just hit the nail on the head for me so i've been coaching um some girls through the couch to 5k virtually at the moment because of the pandemic and things like that and one of my ladies came back um yesterday funny enough and she had run 3k so it was the last sort of week and and she'd only managed the 3k not the 5k now i say only managed but then she sort of talked herself round and was like, do you know what? If it's only 3K I can do, it's 3K. I've done the 3K yeah. and I'm really proud that I've done the 3K. And I think we we stopped doing that as adults. We we so fixated on stats and numbers yeah. and, and and the the linear progress of things. So, yeah, it's, the programme is called Couch to 5K and that's a little bit disappointing if you only manage 3K. Yeah. But like she said, 
six weeks ago I couldn't run a minute she said I'm gonna take that as a win and I was like fabulous and and again it's all about the mindset isn't it I can remember when I did mind over marathon we had a coach and one thing he said was don't wear your strut like don't wear your your watch all the time when you run now I do and I I'm always looking at what my pace is and how far and he said it's the worst thing possible just go out and enjoy it don't look at it doesn't matter how fast you're going and just get through it and you know and it's making that start you know I can't say I love getting my you know getting my clothes on and going out but once I finish gosh it's, there's no it's amazing yeah we, we often talk about that don't we in, in terms of we often talk about the physical benefits of, mm. of going out and getting active but it's, it's actually the mental side of things how much better you feel mm. after after doing this yeah. it's, it's the mental stuff that stops you as well isn't it this yes. is the fascinating 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 bit about it is that it's all in your mind yeah. all of it so like it's the start where you can't get out that's in your mind and the finish when you have done it and that's brilliant because that's in your mind so it's it's just tackling those those bits in between i suppose we're just hard as humans you're just hard on yourself you give yourself such a tough time and you know it's it's, it's like you say putting the trainers on and even doing one mile is a mile more than you'd have done if you just stayed at home bit of a cliche but it's true yeah i think i think that's Definitely something I've, I've changed in my running for when I used to run all the time and now I, 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 I don't run as much as I used to now, but I'd, I'd, I've probably got a bank of three, 4,000 excuses in my mind of yeah. why I can't do yeah. it and oh, well, it's, it's, only, it's only three miles, only four miles, so it's not worth getting changed yeah. for. But now it's like, actually, if I can just get out and do yeah. half a mile down the road and come back, I will feel better for it. And once you've done it, okay, it's, it's amazing the difference it makes. Definitely. Yeah. And another thing we touched upon was the community mm. and going back to the Couch to 5K girls and the WhatsApp groups. So that is really important, isn't it? That you've got that sort of community around you. And I know from your social media things and To Wish Upon a Star has got a massive community now, isn't it? Of like volunteers and people who yeah. who paved the way with, with these things. Because you had an event yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, we had a cycle event yesterday, our first face-to-face. So like loads of organisations, you know, and individuals. It's been such a tough, you know, 18 months so yesterday we had our first face-to-face event and, you know, the community and the spirit of community is often forgotten. And, you know, I wouldn't be here today to talk to you without our community. We didn't know very many people. There was no support available for our family, but people reached out. And I know, to wish upon a star, like many organisations, they do create friendships yeah. and communities. So yesterday we knew everybody there and a lot of us have got something in common of loss but actually a lot of it's that they just want to help the charity, but also being part of something it is so powerful. And yeah. Um, yeah, to wish wouldn't be, it does belong to our community yeah. of Wales, really. Definitely. And and this is the, I keep saying about running, doing good. I've been saying it a lot on my social media at the moment. And and what you did was a prime example, wasn't it? Like you answered something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You went and completed the London Marathon on live TV. <laughs> well, it wasn't live. Yeah, London's live, yeah. isn't it? Um, and yeah, this, this, this is just this massive running does good, doesn't it? Changes lives. and It was absolutely amazing after that, that event and that TV programme. I had thousands and thousands of emails of people just saying, you know, you can do it, I can do it. And... Um, I was awarded a Spirit of London Award. So next week I'm on the Ask the Experts panel of the Ooh. London Marathon, which always makes me laugh <laughs> because I am an expert yeah. according to them, which really makes me laugh. <laughs> but um, I'm on the panel because I won this award. And, you know, I was there alongside all these athletes. But I think what people saw in me was that the everyday person who, you know, was broken mentally and mm. not the fittest got round. And I just hope that does inspire people to think, do you know what? I can do it. I really can. And anyone can do anything as long as you believe in yourself. This this is a massive part of our work at the moment, isn't it? That 
you know, showcasing everyday people going out there and doing, you know, remarkable things. And, and I go back to that lady that only ran 3K today. And like I said, a couple of weeks ago, she could only run a minute. And, yeah. you know, it, and I think it's all about showing people that it's, you, ca- you are capable and being that handhold. And I, I think what you guys do is, is massive on that front, isn't it? You know? Thank you. She, she didn't only run 3K, she ran 3K. Yeah, yeah. I keep saying so, only, but because she had said only, yeah. I, I know. See, we do it so, though, yeah, don't we? we do. It's that, that analysis, you, you mentioned it. Everyone's got their Garmin on, everyone's like analysing yeah. how quickly they run and getting the stats from their run afterwards. Yeah. So it's just sometimes it's better just to, to, to put it in the bin. I want to, I want to go back just, just, just if, I, if I can just for a second in terms of the charity event that you, you mentioned you mentioned yesterday and just uh, just as a charity has it been a tough sort of 18 months or so in terms of in terms of not having those events to raise as much money etc yeah absolutely you know we've that was our first event in nearly 20 months yeah. and we are not funded so all our money comes through from the communities and, and events and things like that but you know what our charity's still standing some mm. aren't yeah. and it's because people believed in us and they did their own events we did a lot of virtual events like running events walking events virtual you know people logged in their their miles and things like that so yeah and what the hardest thing was we know how people take a lot of comfort and a lot of support from our events face to face so that was hard knowing that they were doing their own thing but they were still potentially isolated but um, we're on the up, and fingers crossed, you know, we've got a number of events coming up over the next 12 months as well. So, yeah, but I still look and think how lucky, you know, we were compared to so many and, you know, yeah. tough yeah, it's, times. It's interesting across the events sector where we're looking at now is like the, 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 all, the, like all the virtual stuff. Mm-hmm. You mentioned lots, lots of event providers doing virtual stuff. Yeah. We, we've done virtual stuff as, a, as an organisation, but I think we, we, sometimes we underestimate as humans some of that. Sometimes we need that face-to-face, yeah. that physical contact in in the uh if you can do that it's two two meter social distance as we are now but yeah, yeah. That, that physical contact that the, the sense you get from actually being around other people is, is massively strong oh definitely and i think i think the novel it was a novelty you know i'm sure we all did yeah. zoom tw- quizzes yeah, every yeah. week and everything and, and then eventually people are missing that face to face you know I'm, I'm terrible i'm a tactile touchy you know person i you know you can't be a hug and to know people are near and, and you're not alone so yeah, I think that people have missed that and hopefully now people are coming out of that isolation and, and feeling part of something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so so you you've talked about talked about some of those some of those challenges. What are, what are some of the things that you're hoping for the charity moving moving forward? Some of the challenges you're doing, but uh, what, what are the yeah. plans for the charity moving forward? So we've come to a bit of a crossroad for the charity because we are a very unique service. We offer support immediately if a child or young adult yeah. passes away. So we are being approached by a lot of places across the UK to expand. But then I also think there's a lot to be done back here in Wales still. Mm. Um, and I'm very passionate about the Welsh people. They've supported me. And, you know, it's a really special place without sounding, you know, corny. Everyone knows everyone or at least knows somebody yeah. where there's a connection. And I just think, yeah, that's, I'm not sure. But there's so much needed now for bereavement. Sudden bereavement is something that's still not on the agenda as much as I'd like to see. So it's just really campaigning and supporting as many people as we possibly can, which is what we're doing, and hopefully get some funding because you know that's tough not having some funding that you can plan for the future with. Yeah, I think I think that that sense of community is really we we talk about it in 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 our in our roles all the time, especially around running and social running, recreational yeah. running in Wales. We, even on the walk in here today, we're like, do you know so and so? Oh, she yeah. knows so and so. He's friends with so and so. Yeah, and you're like, you kind of there there is that real. You, you feel there's a, a real sense of community across across running events and across recreational running. Definitely. Definitely in Wales. Yeah, definitely. And I do think if my family had gone through what we did in a huge city in the middle of England, I don't necessarily think 
we'd have got the support and the communities coming together as we have here. So my heart is very much here and I just want to help as many people as we possibly can. Oh, brilliant. So talk about future again, London. Mm-hmm. I have got a bit of a dodgy calf at the moment. So, oh. uh, yeah, so I'm back into running. I've had a break and I'm just hoping I'll be there. But as part of the Spirit of London Award, I get a place every year in the London Marathon. No pressure. Forever. No, no pressure. Forever. Yeah. And it was quite funny because obviously I'm in a room of athletes. They were very <laughs> excited by this. I would have preferred a nice yeah. trophy, to be honest. <laughs> but no, I've got a space for life. So I can roll it over as often as I can. Oh, brilliant. There's well, not, I think there's that's not many br- more in me, I can tell you. No, I mean, that's quite a lot of pressure, really, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. it takes up so much time training for a marathon, Absolutely. especially with everything going on. You're yeah. a mum, you've got the charity, you're working, there's yeah. everything going on. And to fit training in as well is yeah. quite, it's tough, isn't it? Really tough. I think, again, you know, you've got to not beat yourself up about it because you can only do what you can fit in. So I don't think there's many more in me. Like a 10K and half, I've got time to go out and yeah. but marathons, no. So I've got a few more potentially in me, but um, yeah, it's hard to get the training in. But again, just... Do what you can. You've yeah. Got to. So the calf, niggly or niggly. I've had some physio uh, on it. Yeah, I'm not crossed. sure if it was torn, but it's getting better. It's been about eight weeks off. I've just gone back now, so fingers crossed it'll be okay. Oh. I'm just a bit impatient. I want it fixed now. Yeah, so always an injury during training is. Uh... Is, is one of one of, my, one of my excuses the calf? So, <laughs> yeah, in the bank. Because I've ever had a bank. It's, it's in the excuse bank, definitely. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Well, thank you so much. Uh, Oh, oh, gonna, oh, go on. No, no, I was just going to ask about, just, just for my own interest, I think obviously you, you, you started a charity, you got involved in all this, some of the awards and recognition and MBA, and all that, does that come as a surprise? Is that something you, you, you're comfortable with? Is that... um, massive shock. Yeah. Um, am I comfortable? I get very embarrassed about it. You know, people think I'm very confident in things when I do public speaking, but... It's, everything's bittersweet because yeah. my life was just what it was years ago and... You know, I feel sometimes I'm being awarded for going through such tragedy. But um, what's amazing is to know that I'm being recognised and putting bereavement on people's, yeah. at the front of people's minds. Raising and that's what it's about. It's about raising awareness. And if that's going to help families, then that's fine. The awards uh, can keep coming. Before I say goodbye as well. Good job you, yeah. good job you interrupted that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why you're yeah. um, The podcast. Yes, I have got a podcast of my own. Can I shamelessly yes, plug it? Yes, tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah. So um, my podcast is You, Me and the Elephant in the Room. Slightly different tones today, so it's not, I, you know, it's um, pretty hard hitting. Yeah. Um, it's me speaking to bereaved mums and dads who've lost a child as well. Um, and what the idea is, obviously, it's still very much the elephant in the room, talking about a child or even death. And it's just talking about families and how they've coped. And, you know, if you're bereaved it'll help but I also think if you know someone who's bereaved it will also help on how to speak to and what people want you to say what they don't want you to say yeah um so yeah it's on Spotify and um yeah it's gone really well and I've really enjoyed doing it and it's brought me some you know comfort as well marvellous thank you excellent thank you so much for all your all your time it's been been really really interesting no no problem at all thank you thank you for having me and good luck with everything and let us know if you need any um runners for your events. Oh, you might regret that. We can uh, provide. Brilliant. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, nice to see you. Thank you very thank much. You. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope we've inspired you a little bit. Like we said, do check out Iron Wales for further information and come and say hello at Iron Wales on our socials. Keep running. Keep running.